you are listening to High TV, your place for cannabis news, insights, and information. If you're new to this podcast, you're a newbie. What's going on, newbie? Welcome to the show. Hope to see you soon. Just know when Monday morning comes and this podcast plays in your cars and your headphones, you will be the most informed person in cannabis in your circle. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. ITV. Oh, man, here we go. Like a Keenan and Kel episode. Jeez. Latest episode we posted on IGTV. The title, How Blacks and Browns Are Being Left Out of the Industry They Helped Create or Shut Out. Whichever term, it means the same thing. Now, I posted that this morning. Uh, I thought it was a great video by Insider, and it was very professionally done. They have their B-roll. They have their interviews. They have traveled. They found the right people. NJ Weedman. The story's about a guy who got in trouble for cannabis, but has worked to improve his life since his stint in jail to not only run for Senate, but also open up his own restaurant. And he's now also next to the restaurant has a smoke shop that he's now operating as a weed shop. And he's actually doing that right in front of city council. The balls on that man, all right? The cojones on that individual to go ahead and sell weed basically illegally in front of the uh it's legal in the state but because of the license issue he's doing it illegally and i think i i think that's boss man that's that's some gangster shit right there it really is i mean a dude says yo i don't care i mean i know i, sh- I should be in the industry and the only reason why he's not in the industry because you know if you have a criminal record you're not going to be able to participate in legal cannabis which is understandable but it's still kind of absurd, especially for a non-violent offense, like having a bag of weed on you. Like, really, my nigga? Really? I, I wonder if the same rule applied to those people who are bootleggers like the Kennedys and the Al Capones back in the day during Prohibition, who made millions of dollars in alcohol when it was illegal, had the speakeasies, supply people with the moonshine they needed. And then when it got legalized, they had the opportunity to go ahead and become legal. Now, granted, we're seeing the same thing that happens in the cannabis industry. Those who makes lots of money are able to enter the industry, but I'll get to that in a minute. So I posted the video. It showed the past, present, and the future of the situation. Well, it showed the past and present and kind of speculated what the future may hold, right? The past was, as we all know, cannabis was illegal once, I think it's Harry Anslinger, who was a great marketer i guess you would say back in those days but he was targeted or not targeted he was chosen for a task to sully cannabis's name and the way he did it was by calling the plant marijuana and saying that it made uh mexicans or or black people rape white women and a bunch of other racist slurs along with it the term marijuana does have racist connotations it does have a racist history it was used to create fear of the incoming mexicans from the south of the border which we're still seeing those issues today it has never stopped you know america i believe they they didn't find america they conquered america and did not like when 
America started to look a bit different than what they were used to. And that's just a common problem we're still seeing to this day. They took our jobs. Those Mexicans took our jobs. Bro, do you really want to work in the strawberry fields and tomato fields for Wendy's? I don't think so. Anyway, uh, ice aside, and Donald, yo, Donald Trump got impeached. But listen, folks, don't get too excited because you know what's going to happen. My God, Donald Trump has to go ahead and sit in front of the Senate. They have to vote. And then if he does get impeached, he'll be impeached. This is like the first preliminary round in this shit. It's like a boxing match. We got 12 more rounds to go. You know, it may even go to the judicial court, right? And we know that, the, I mean, excuse me, the Supreme Court. And you know that Trump just elected Republican officials in the Supreme Court. So I don't think this guy's going to actually get impeached and be removed from office. I think all this is, in my opinion, is galvanizing his supporters to support him even further. And the response I'm seeing on social media, because I like to see how both sides think. Cause like I like to be an independent thinker, consider myself in the middle, more so Democrat, but more so in the middle. Cause I see the bullshit on both sides. Let's be honest, both both parties are working for the same team. But anyway, that's a whole nother topic for next day. Anyway, kudos to uh, people who voted Donald Trump to be impeached. Just know, don't celebrate too early. Don't pop the champagne, cause the guy can still get approved by the Senate. Which guess what? The Senates are. Republican. Now, for those international listeners who have no clue what I'm talking about, you guys know who Donald Trump is. Uh, I'm guessing you know his political party. If you don't know, is the Republican Party. Uh, the Democratic, the Democrat-led, uh, was that House of Representatives just voted against Trump to be, or voted with Trump to be impeached, or voted against him to be impeached. However, he says to get voted by the Senate. And the Senate is basically his own team members. So imagine you get voted out by another group and you go back to your team. Your team's like, yo, I got you, bro. I got you, bro. I don't know how Trump supporters sound, but he sound like this. When I listen to that debate, <laughs> listen to that impeachment case talking. To, yo, one guy, I kid you not, said, yo, one dude said the Democrats impeaching Trump is like Pontius Pilate. And <laughs> crucifying Jesus Yo, they are out of line Out of order They need to stop But anyway, back to cannabis So yes, so yes, so yes The video basically dictated those things About the past, present, and future cannabis The racist connotations that led to cannabis Becoming illegal They didn't mention hemp, but they mentioned the racist connotations And then they went into how that's affecting people today They talked about what's well known How more minorities are much heavily persecuted for the same crimes that other groups are who are charged, which means what? That means if you have a joint, notorious case in Louisiana, you get a joint, you can get multiple years in prison for having just a joint on you. I mean, God forbid you had an ounce on you, what would happen? You'll get federal time. All right, you'll be going to jail for multiple years, and what comes with that? You know, what comes with that sentence is you don't have FAFSA. FAFSA's locked off. Close the door. Shut. Throw away the key. You can't get federal loans for your college anymore. So now you're not getting educated. So now you're struggling to climb this economic ladder. What's next? You can't vote. All right. You're having a hard time getting a job. It seems like getting in trouble with these certain things are causing these people to have to fend towards criminality because the system has already created this environment in place, this environment that, that, that all the fruit are dried up and it's hard to climb. Now, granted, of course, people have come from these economic conditions and risen up out of poverty. That's the American dream. It happens every day. But you have to understand, because it happens to some people every day doesn't mean it happens to all people. 
we have 330 million Americans in the United States. All right. And the statistics show that is a certain group of people get treated a different way when it comes to our judicial system. That's what they call it. Systematic oppression. It's not or systematic racism. It's not just racism. Ah, I don't like him because he's black. Ah, I don't like that person because they look this way. Why is their hair so curly? Why they jump so high in the sky? They talk so loud. Like, no, no, it's not that type of racism, which it is that type of racism, but it's become much more smarter, okay? See, racism is an action on prejudice. Prejudice is a belief or negative belief about a group of people or persons. Racism is an act on your belief of superiority over a group of people or persons. All right. So it's like the ladder toward genocide, which I'm not saying we're near genocide. We were probably there back in the day, but I'm not going to get too deep on a, in that topic. I'm going to talk about it, but I'm going to focus on cannabis for the sake of my listeners. So that's why we're calling what has happened with cannabis racist, saying that, if this black man smokes cannabis, he might just rape a white woman. And who do white men love most? They're white women. <laughs> so they're going to be f afraid. That creates this this uh, criminality towards black people, right? And and Latinos are also facing the same type of uh, struggles growing up. Now, granted, their struggle may not have been as exponential as the blacks in this country, which I don't want to get into that either. It's a whole discussion in another topic. But on a judicial level, they have been persecuted at a much more harsher level. Now, what does that mean? And why am I even talking about this subject? You're nine minutes in. Why the hell is this the episode topic? This isn't the cannabis news I tune in for. It's because I realize a lot of people are ignorant. A lot of people may not have the knowledge needed to discuss a topic appropriately. And you can never, you can never be upset about somebody due to their ignorance. We're all ignorant and naive at a certain point of our lives. When we were younger, as, as an example I've constantly used on this podcast, when we were younger, we didn't know not to touch the stove before we touched it and realized, oh, that's hot and it burns. We didn't have the knowledge needed to make the right decision. We didn't have the information needed to conceptualize what it was to touch a hot stove and its response to me. Because I was removed and unexposed to the hot stove, there's no way for me to know it will burn my hand. Just like for those individuals who are on Instagram responding, saying that there is no racism. It's all about class. It's all about money. Money is money has money has no objective. Money does because I put it to you this way. Classism is a thing in America. Classism and racism go hand in hand because listen, racism is a vehicle to allow classism to persist. Now, what is classism? Classism is simple. If you're rich, you want to keep the poor poor so the rich stay rich, right? You're going to implement these things to cause poor people to not be as educated, not have the opportunities, not being able to be in business, not being able to play the money game of Monopoly. So now they're going to jail constantly. They're constantly paying rent. They ain't owning shit. You're like, damn, you're the worst Monopoly player ever. No, like they literally showed this on YouTube about how systematic racism works in the game of Monopoly. Go ahead and watch it. I'll give you guys some homework every time I listen to the episode. But it 
gives you that picture, a visible representation about what occurs in the country. If if you're playing Monopoly, for those of you that play Monopoly, you know what I'm talking about. If you're constantly going to jail, you're constantly paying rent, you're going to run out of money. But those individuals who have the money win. So I'm not denying the fact that money is a factor when it comes to the cannabis industry. So I brought that up. I told you guys in the episode about how to get into the cannabis industry and start your cannabis business a couple of episodes ago. Straight from the lawyer's mouth, a cannabis lawyer, you need millions of dollars, all right? You need infrastructure already available to you. You need money in the bank. You need to pay for the license. No, first of all, you need money in the bank. You need assets like a retail dispensary for storefront. You got to pay rent on that dispensary without even having a license. So you're taking a financial risk, not knowing if you're going to get the license. Uh, next up, you have to pay for the application. Then you got to pay for the license and then you have to pay for the other state and county fees that come with it. It's a very, a very expensive game. Listen, we reported here in Florida a couple of days ago. What happened? License, two licenses cost upwards of $50 million. You got $50 million in your pocket? Let me check your pocket. You got $50 million? Who got $50 million in their pocket? Some do, but many, I should say most, do not. Most do not have $50 million available to them liquid to go ahead and jump to this industry. So, of course, the financial wall, the financial great wall that is placed in the cannabis industry, which is keeping the rich rich and keeping those who don't give a shit about cannabis but only care about commerce to enter the industry. Yes, that is happening. But you cannot forget the fact, people. You cannot forget the fact that you have a systematic system in place that ensures a group of people cannot ascend upwards on the economic ladder. If you keep these people here on the lower rung of the ladder, how the fuck they're going to get to the top of the ladder to be able to afford to get into the industry? Now, granted, you can figure out. You could be Jay-Z and go ahead and sell, you know what I'm saying, some cocaine on the side, build your money up. Like, listen, people don't know. Jay-Z was rich we was hood rich i mean the guy had cars for days he wasn't just selling drugs like selling drugs my guy was really making business when he was in the cocaine game he used that money to fund his music career and then his music career took off even more and that same entrepreneurial mindset then translated into other things so that's why you have these individuals that have to turn towards these criminal acts in order to put food on the table and in order to reach the same levels that other people have reached just by getting the opportunities that we're giving to them. And I understand. I understand completely that a lot of you guys are just unexposed to it. A lot of you guys just don't know. that You don't know. And to get the information given to you, it's a tough pill to swallow. And it's much easier to go ahead and adhere to cognitive dissonance, a.k.a. I see what you're saying, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's basically what it is. I see what you're saying, but I choose to think this way because it feels better and it appeases towards my arguments and my beliefs. Now, that may be the truth. You may show me all the data in the world about how uh, minorities were arrested at higher rates than white and Caucasians. You may show me the data about how people who were uh, uh, arrested with cannabis 
don't have the economic means to rise up. Now, granted, like I said in the beginning of the episode, people do have a chance to move, move up in the, in the world no matter what the situation is in America. That's why America is beautiful. However, you have to understand there's constant pressure being applied from up top to keep these people down. Imagine these people are a spring. All they want to do is stretch out, stretch out and become one long-ass straight wire, right? Wire cash. But you have this pressure from up top that's just squeezing them, squeezing them, and squeezing them. And now this spring that has all this energy to bounce up into economic prosperity is being held in place by a systematic level of oppression. And how can they rise up? How can that spring extend itself into higher levels when that pressure is laid on thick? Now, the way they say to do is with education. Education is now becoming a, a uh, another level of uh, classism where only those people who can afford to pay that money can go ahead and go to college, get the education, and then go ahead and uh, uh, get the jobs that they need. And even that play is, is slowly phasing out due to the technology game we're living in, an internet game we're living in now. But listen, folks, the reason why I really went on this, I went on this is, is I realized in the comments, a lot of people just did not know. Yeah, people in the comments saying, yo, this is the funniest one. Some guy was Asian and said, what about Asians? We started the cannabis thing. <laughs> We're like, what is it about Asians? Uh, nah, excuse me. Now, what is it about people when they when they see that one group is looking for validation in their plight? Loves to say, what about me? It's like having, forbid my crudeness, but it's like having a, a female go through like a Me Too sexual encounter. Like maybe she got sexually assaulted, maybe she got raped. And then a guy says, what about me? What about me? Like, bro, it's not about you at this time. It's not, a, what do you mean, what about me? Like to invalidate somebody's plight to just say, what about you? Just shows that you don't care about what they're going on. You don't, you don't care what is going on or what's being presented to you, but rather you just want to respond to get validation or invalidate their own point by validating yours. It's a complete outright slap in the face towards whatever they're bringing to you. And again, and again, and again, not everybody's well-versed. Not everybody's exposed to it. You know what I'm saying? It's hard for you to know what's going on in the house if you've only seen it from the outside. If you've only heard about what the house is like from the outside, of course you're going to think it's not that bad. Your house looks great. You guys are athletes. You know, some guys said, we don't complain about the amount of black people in the NFL and the NBA. What the fuck does that have to do with this situation? <laughs> what the hell does the number of blacks in the NFL and NBA has to do with the amount of people that, that are in the cannabis industry? The video showed. 1.6 to 1.8% of venture capitalist money went towards people of color who are trying to enter the industry. And a lot of the responses were, oh, I bet you these people never tried to even get a license in the first place. They can see, you can if you have the money, you'll get a license. It's that easy. You got <laughs> to realize, man, in a lot of these places, these licenses, these licenses, I don't know why I said it like I was from Texas, these licenses they're awarded. It's like a lottery system, right? You apply for it. If you have the given man, if you have the given stipulations taken care of, then you may be awarded a license. But then that picture in Michigan proved the whole show what the whole cannabis industry looked like, right? There's a picture in Michigan about, uh, or excuse me, Chicago, because Chicago just rec recreationally legalized cannabis, showed what the room looked like of cannabis license potential holders. There was about two people in that room who were either black or Latino. Two. Two of like 
30, 40, 50. Amazing. And that number represents what's happening. And I'm not I'm not sitting here asking for a handout. As some of you guys respond in the comment. We're not sitting here asking you guys, we're not seeing what I what I palm out like the gross sisters and proud, proud family looking for a handout. It's not what we're doing. We just want it to be fair. If one group of how how can I put this in how can I put this in an example? Let's say you're in school, right? And you people in school get in trouble for talking in class, as we naturally did. As you could tell by me being on this podcast, I was a talker. I was a I was a joke telling type of person. I make the whole class laugh and make the teacher feel embarrassed. <laughs> if you cross me the wrong way. But anyway, so if you talk, if you're talking in class and you get in trouble, that's natural, right? That's the law. That's the, that's the law of the classroom, right? One group that sits in the front of the class, they talk. The teacher doesn't get mad. The teacher may get upset. They may tell them to stop talking. But you know what? They let it fly by. It's like a little slap on the wrist. It's like, hey, Johnny, Johnny, hey, quiet down. Chad, you too. Quiet, quiet down, Chad. And then you got the guys in the back. Excuse my Rosa Parks reference, <laughs> but you got the guys in the back, right? They're talking as well. Same level, same decibels as Chad and Johnny in the front. But now you got Devontae and Damien in the back talking. What does that teacher do? Go, go to the principal's office now. Go to the principal's office right now. You guys are so disrespectful and you're interrupting my class. Can't you see how the harshness of that response is one that isn't right it isn't fair and people say oh life isn't fair oh you guys are always complaining life isn't fair get over it listen 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 if that simple example could show you the level of disparity that was shown between the two students sitting in the front and the back of the class imagine what's happening in real life and it's not just going to the principal's office you're literally having your time being taken away for a crime that somebody else is walking away from they're walking away to go go to school. They're walking away to go get the job. They're walking away to go get the money to allow them to now even make more money and protect their family in the future. You come from a situation where due to the systematic things that are in place, whether you literally came from nothing because of how you were treated in this country, not allowed to hold certain jobs, not allowed to be, to, be, to, to be promoted, not allowed to get properly educated for the longest time, not allowed to go to color. I mean, the list goes on and on about how blacks are treated in this, in this country. For me, it's a no brainer for all you people. I guess you see it's in black and white. It looks so far away and you see like Barack Obama was president, dude. Like, what are you talking about? This is just weed. It's not making weed about pot, man. It's about, it's about pot and not racism. You race baiters are the worst. Like, yo, just stop i understand why you don't i understand why you can't comprehend it's because you don't experience this every day when i tell you that every day we go out there and we experience a different world than you ex they, they you experience on a daily basis we experience obstacles that you would never even fathom to even go through listen I may have jumbled my words in the last few sentences. I do apologize for that because I don't want to sound too angry, too preachy, because your message never gets across when you come off too angry, especially when your voice is this deep. It's quick. It's quick for people to think you're angry and people feel a type of way about your words. I understand that. So with that being said, if you're listening, if you're one of the commenters, we understand that money is the reason why most people can't get into the industry. I understand that myself. 
But you have to understand that when it comes to money, that a lot of the money opportunities for people to grow and climb the ladder, they aren't there. They aren't there. So when you create this money gap, you're also now preventing those who you did persecute, literally rob potential money from their hands. They could have went to school. They could have they, they went ahead and got a job. They could have went ahead and advanced in their career, become business owners of some sort. But because they got caught with a couple grams of weed, that was all robbed away from them and their family. And generations are feeling the trauma from that event. When little Timothy from Beverly Hills got given back his pound of weed and say, stay out of trouble, kid. Devante got caught with a pound of weed and caught a federal charge. Had a son that grew up without a father for most of his life. The son grows up with trauma without having a loved one, a father figure in the home, and potentially gets himself into trouble without a father figure, a leader in the household to lead him towards making the best decisions. So now you're creating a vicious, vicious cycle. There's no money available, like in the Jay-Z example, an example, when there's no money available, when you're hungry, when you just need to survive. Human beings' number one objective is to survive. So when the money isn't there that allows you to survive and eat, and live and even in dangerous conditions, you're going to find a way to get yourself out there. In Jay-Z's case, he had to sell cocaine in order to go ahead and fund his music career, boost his music career. And now the guy's a billionaire. All right. So, yes, you can make it out these socioeconomic situations. But as we know, becoming a rapper is few and far between. Becoming a million dollar athlete is few and far between. And if we're only given images of success being of entertainment, Acting, comedians, mostly athletes and rappers. Most people don't have those father figures. Not excuse me, I don't want to say that. Most people don't have the environment to coach them to go into education. Now, luckily myself, I was given that opportunity to see that basketball wasn't the way out. I was given myself the opportunity to know that being a rapper wasn't the way out because I didn't have any rap skills. <laughs> I may have had some height, some athleticism, and some basketball skills, but I definitely wasn't going to go ahead and pursue that for my life career. So I went towards education and the college route. But not others were had to have the same structure that I was given. Not others are born into the same family I was given. So for that reason, I'm blessed. All right. And with that being said, folks, not to get too deep in this little personal bubble here. There is a level of disparity in the cannabis industry, and it has been that way for decades. All right, when it comes to the harsh persecutions, when it comes to the, to the, to the, to the levels of arrest in the first place, and ultimately when it comes to participation in the cannabis industry. And I wanna, I wanna, I wanna salute those people out there, like Miss like, um, Pryor, out from Canaclusive, who does her job to educate us, to help people that look like us, black and browns, get into the industry, who, who, who is a positive force and does a multitude of things, I believe, in New York City. Shout out to Pryor. Shout out to people like Al Harrington is doing the same thing, hiring his own people, looking out for his own. He's being that economic, uh, he's throwing that economic ladder down so people can climb up. Have y'all saw Rush Hour, the first one? When uh, in, in the beginning of the movie, Chris Rock, excuse me, Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan are running away, right? Jackie Chan was able to jump up some kung fu karate, kung fu panda shit, climb up on a fire escape and go ahead and chase the bad guy. Chris Tucker came back to follow Jackie Chan and try and 
climb the same ladder. He's like, hey, man, throw that ladder down. That ain't Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Basically, bad Chris Tucker accent aside, the point stands. Jackie Chen represents those who are born into this white privileged society, who are able to seemingly, seemingly climb the ladder with ease and aerobics in a way that seems that they don't even understand is difficult for others. However, when Chris Tucker ran up that represents the minorities, that ladder is too damn high, man. <laughs> So, yo, if you don't know what I'm talking about, check the video on IGTV. Uh, I believe it's marijuana versus um, minorities versus marijuana inclusion. There's a bunch of comments in there. I try my best to not argue, but to just lay facts. I mean, one comment I did say was um, somebody said it was all about money. It's not about race. And I'm like, and he said it's about classism in particular and socioeconomics. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, yo, listen, 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 listen. If you have a certain group of people who are prevented from climbing the socioeconomic ladder, paraphrasing. Then that's not called classism anymore. That's called racism. Now, I hope I didn't draw this out too long. I didn't try to be too, I did try to be preachy. I mean, I got to be. I mean, if I, as a person who has a platform, I think it's my right to go ahead and speak on these things. I think it's my right to educate those people who are international listeners, who are our uh, uh, listeners here in the States, who may not be well educated, may want to hear from somebody themselves how they feel. And I told you, uh, the data specifically shows the disparity in arrest, disparity in, in, in the... I know I'm saying it over and over again, but I'm trying to drill into your heads. We're not pulling this out of our asses. We're not asking for a handout. We want, you, we want you to be aware of what's going on. And I get it. It's a tough pill to swallow. You don't know what the hell is going on in the house if you're outside the house. <laughs> you could be Jackie Chan climbing the ladder through life willy-nilly, and I'm Chris Tucker looking up like, what the hell is wrong with this kung fu motherfucker? You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying so... Listen, I think it will improve. I don't think the numbers will improve drastically quickly, but I think it will improve. I think we have uh, things in place in like Chicago that's looking towards using money to help the community. We have things like social equity, which in my opinion aren't really helping out as much. The money just isn't as long the money isn't long enough in order to go ahead and help out people trying to get into the industry. For the most part, what it's doing, in my opinion, is helping these individuals in these cannabis cities like San Francisco become employee employees. And we know that with real power in America comes owning a business, being an entrepreneur, and having assets that can benefit you and your family's generation in the future. Especially one where cannabis is legal, you're not going to jail just for selling some weed, just for selling some tree. Come on now. So if you disagree with anything I'm talking about, hit me up on Instagram and the messages, not the DM, not no, yeah, in the DMs, messages, not the comments, because a bunch of them coming through and it's hard to read all of them. Uh, I, when I get some time, I'm gonna sit down and actually read through all of them and get the thoughts. I kind of just gave you guys what I was saying, like that one Asian dude that said, "What about China?" I mean, dude, he just all lives matter. The whole thing, but I thought it was hilarious. I mean, all lives matter is like somebody seeing somebody's plight digesting digesting the message and regurgitating a message of your own that fits your own needs and wants and beliefs no not all black lives matter i mean no black lives don't only matter all lives matter too shut the fuck up jesus christ like what 
that's a whole old matter. There's no reason to get into that now, but just re- just realize the Black Lives Matter movement was never about just saying that black lives matter. The point was that if people are shooting down and killing black people willy-nilly in the street for a pack of cigarettes and a right turn signal and smoking a cigarette, then we have to state that all lives matter because clearly the cops is showing that they don't. All right. So, but you say, no, I believe that all lives matter. I mean, not just black lives. Idiots. We're not talking about only black lives matter. We're just trying to state that we matter in the first place. But granted, people come from different areas. They have lack of exposure, lack of knowledge. And I think to end this out, I'm going to play uh, a song a lot of my naysayers on IG comments would love. So for all you guys out there that are saying bye and unfollowing the page because it's about racism, you don't want to feel any white guilt because of the information being brought to you. You want to be coddled and massaged and fucking, I don't know, whatever it is. Listen, guys, I'm fine with you unfollowing me. I'm, I'm fine with those people who clearly believe in a in a racist society, probably a Trump voter, probably any along those things. I'm fine with that. I'd rather use my platform responsibly, tell people the truth that I know as truth, and put it to power. I'm not going to sit here and hold my tongue just for you to feel better when you follow my page. That's not what I'm doing here. What I'm doing here is spreading truth to power, and I'm using my platform wisely. So if you want to leave after that video, go ahead and leave. Please, please leave. Because here at HiFam... We ain't those type of people, all right? I'm building a community here, one of which don't doesn't have to... No, one of which that should not contain any racism because the creator is black. And if this is the first time you figured out I'm black, you had a bad, a bad way of <laughs> dictating how a voice sounds. I think I sound pretty black myself. Maybe I don't. Who knows? I use some words, right? He used a long word the other day. I didn't know I was a black man. God damn it. He probably good at Scrabble. Listen, man, hey, this has been, uh, I don't even know what to call this episode, honestly. I just had to respond to what's going on on Instagram. I thought it was my, uh, I, thought I, I, I thought I had the responsibility to. So, again, I'm, play, I'm playing a song for all those people who seem to be racist in my comments, who uh, seem to turn a blind eye, have cognitive dissonance and confirmation bias to believe what they believe. And uh, for those of you that are going to stay, you know I got love for you, right? You know you're my MVP, right? You're my non-racist MVP, okay? You eat rice and beans, don't you, huh? Huh? <laughs> you had a Popeye's chicken <laughs> in 2019, didn't you? <laughs> you probably got Kendrick Lamar on your playlist. If you got Kendrick Lamar on your playlist, raise your hand. I know you do. Post Malone? <laughs> Post Malone? That's like for the people on the both sides. They're like, anyway, not, I'm trying to end this podcast like five times. Jesus, sound like a Kanye album. Anyway, folks. This has been another episode of High TV. Stay tuned. Stay high, folks. High TV. This next song is for all those racists out there. It's for you. And I know you're going to love this one. Midnight train going anywhere. Just a small town girl. Living in a lonely world. She took the midnight train going Just a city boy Born and raised in South Detroit He took the midnight train